Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Got another great show for you today. I really enjoyed my conversation with 
Dr. Jeannie Michelle. And today I talked with her about presence and showing up in the relationship. And she's super fun to talk to. You'll see immediately she's just full of life and full of great actionable tips about how to be more present in the relationship, why that's so important, and how to show up. We can do this individually and maybe share this with our partner. It's super valuable. And not just in your relationship, in work, if you have kids, it's something that I'm definitely working on is showing up and being present in my life. And I just loved Dr. Jeannie's perspective. We talk about specific tips on how to do it and really get into the neurobiology of some of these things. So scientific explanations for why this is so important that I really enjoyed. And don't worry, it's not too dense. Um, she keeps it light and fun. And you will see why. And tell you a little bit about Dr. Jeannie. She describes herself as part teacher, part modern day philosopher and part change agent. She is passionate about helping people create extraordinary lives and relationships that thrive. And you will see that passion, as I said, in today's discussion. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for leaving those reviews, and for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. I'm really just here right along with you guys getting this information, trying to apply it to my life. And I'm just so thankful to be able to do that and just be the intermediary and thankful to people like Dr. Jeannie for coming on and sharing their professional perspectives. As always, thank you guys so, so much. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Dr. Jeannie. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Chase. I'm really happy to be here. Looking forward to it. Today, we're going to talk about presence, the power of presence and showing up in the relationship. Can you start us off by telling our listeners what that means to you, being present individually and in a relationship and showing up, and then we'll dive in to how we can do it. That sounds great, Chase. I would be happy to. You know, I don't know about you, but so many people these days talk about mindfulness and being present and, you know, and, and what that means. And I think there's, I think it's kind of layered. You know, when you think about it, I think, okay, yeah, it's important to be present. You have, you know, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And it's like, you know, be in the moment and all of that. But what does that really mean when it comes to relationship? And what does being present really look like? Um, as I started to think about it a little deeper, what came up for me is the idea of noticing. You know, I don't know about you, but when, you know, I have kids and I actually have a grandson as well. And when I am present with him, when he's doing his whatever, and I sit there and I notice and I pay attention to what's going on with him, it's like I enter into his world. And when when you're noticing your partner or, or even, you know, as you're walking, as you're taking a walk, if you're just by yourself and you notice the trees or the things going on around you, it, it takes you out of that monkey mind that we have that can always run or it can not always, but it runs 
quite a bit of the time and, you know, it can produce anxiety or depression or, you know, self-doubt. But when you can simply notice those things around you, there's something, I think, kind of magical that opens up when you pay attention and and it opens up in relationship, you know, in, in couple relationships too. So before I go any further with that, what, what comes up, what sparks for you as I, you know, kind of mentioned the idea of noticing, how does that hit you as you think about that? Difficult. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think okay. difficult and important. Uh, I uh-huh. mentioned to you before we started recording that presence is something that I'm working on. I've always been working on. And I don't think... I'm incredibly distracted, but I do think I have a lot of room for improvement there. And I recognize that it's such a powerful thing individually and in relationships. I have a six-year-old daughter and Mm -hmm. yeah, you really see it with kids. Kids are always present, you know, when, when they're little, that's just like the default mode. A lot of times I won't say always, but a lot of times they're in the moment and it's kind of inspirational to me and I recognize when I'm not in the moment and it happens, I guess, more often than I would like. So it's something that is difficult and does take deliberate practice. And I recognize the benefits when I do that, like I said, individually and in relationships, when I'm present with my daughter, it's beautiful. And, and you see the world differently and, and the details and, and with friendships and partnerships as well. And it can give me more gratitude and, and just good feelings instead of just being wrapped up in a lot of times a, a negative thing in my mind or worrying about an email I have to send or work. So I guess that's the long winded way of explaining how I think of it. You know what, and Chase, that's really beautiful. It, it, when you talked about your daughter, it brought me back to a moment years ago when my son was little, maybe a couple of years older than your daughter. And, you know, I was coming home from work and I'm thinking about things and he's asking me questions and I'm talking to him and I'm looking around, but I'm really not present. He took his two little hands and he put them on my cheeks. And he turned my face so that I was facing him and looking in his eyes. And it brought a tear to my eye. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's saying, pay attention to me, be present with me. And that stuck with me for a really long time. You know, this whole idea of this little kid, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'm answering his question or whatever, but it's different. You know, I'd call that with kids kind of sitting on the floor with them. You know, that, that's how I would view that with children you know, just being right there. And I think, you know, I, I love the idea of starting with kids because I think in some ways it's it's easier with kids, you know, and I know children can be challenging, but but they can open your hearts faster than anything else. That's why I think we see so many little clips of videos of babies and little ones and, and animals too and puppies. And we look at that and they just bring this natural joy, as you said, you know, with... um how they just show up. And for the most part, they're able to be in that presence until they start to become older and adolescents. And then I think they they move more, a little bit more out of that. But going back to that idea of sitting on the floor, you know, you're sitting on the floor with the child and you're playing with their toys or whatever it is, and you're right there with them. I think there's something about that that totally opens your heart. And I think in those moments, like you're fully in that heart open space 
And, and there is an exchange that goes on between you and the child. And again, I'll make the leap over to adult relationships in a moment. But I love Dan Siegel has this thing called interpersonal neurobiology, very, you know, heady term for what he calls mind and he and, and mind to him, you know, the way he describes it. And I love it. I'm, I'm a student of his and he's amazing. But again, very intellectual and heady. But what it comes down to is mind isn't your brain. You know, mind is your entire being. So we each, as you said, kind of individually have this mind that is our spiritual health, our mental health, our psychological health, our physical health. All of those parts of who we are creates the whole mind of our being. And then you're with somebody else a child or someone you're in a relationship with, and they have their whole of who they are, their mind. And he describes the interpersonal part as there is a mind that connects the two. And there's like a relational mind that is between you. And there are things that you pick up on that you don't cognitively recognize in the moment. There are ways that you see and you just intuit and you know things because of the way when someone you're really close to, that sense of shared mind, if you will, shared space, however you want to look at it. And the more we can be in that moment with that person and set things aside, the more I I believe that we light up that space, you know. As adults, I think that we carry this backpack with us and it has all of our past experiences like rocks that we carry in the backpack. Something happens in the present moment and when you tend to overreact in that present moment, it's probably because it triggers something from the past, you know, and I think most people um, these days realize that. Although when you're in the moment, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like this person is making me upset about whatever, And when you can practice, as you said, it's not easy sometimes to be in the moment with the person in front of you. I think it lightens the load just a little bit. And you open into, again, that space of that shared mind or that shared energy, if you will, or that space between. So I just said a whole lot. Anything in that spark you or stand out for you as, as something that you're curious about or that you can relate to? Absolutely. I just recorded a show with Julie Manano, who's a therapist, and we talked about attachment styles. And mm, mm. you mentioned when describing the interpersonal neurobiology, like the entire being. And we are dense. And when you start to think about your attachment styles and how that's formed in childhood and all of these things are important to understand, but ultimately the way to navigate them and individually and in the relationship in that shared space is through presence, right? Because I think that our default response a lot of times, whether it's anger or anxiousness, frustration, a lot of times we might not be present, that we're, we're getting overcome by these emotions. And, and it's like the past is creeping in and shaping how we're functioning individually or in the relationship. So that's kind of what is triggering me, especially after having just recorded this show of that, if I can be present and, and I'm anxiously attached, just present to that idea. And then 
instead of going to my default response or negative cycles, being present is such a valuable tool to be able to hack that and go, no, I'm going to do something differently for myself, for my relationship with my daughter. It's incredibly powerful, but like I said, difficult to do. So maybe you could comment on what I just said and then tell us about some ways that we can practice presence, some tools to bring it into our life. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. 
beautiful, beautiful. And I love the attachment and, and, and learning about attachment. So what a great, that's almost like a great precursor to this interview, because these, these styles, as I'm sure you talked about, you know, we develop their adaptations that we develop through, you know, in our childhood that we carry with us into relationship. And I think one thing that's really important that you mentioned, and, you know, when you identified the anxious, you know, attachment style, first, there's a level of awareness. It's like, oh, when you see those characteristics, like, wow, that kind of is how I show up, especially when I'm under stress, you know, and what can I do about that? Hmm. Okay. Well, first I can, again, coming back to presence, I notice it. You start to cultivate, it's like working out, you start to cultivate these muscles of awareness. So now that you have an idea, and especially I'm sure as you do, you know, if you have done or do work in that or read about it, you can identify some triggers that may have happened, you know, when you were younger or how things were set up for you in the parental dynamic. And when you are aware of those, okay, um, you can begin to show up differently. The first step is awareness. So you're aware of it and you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel anxious. It doesn't mean you shove it down and you make it wrong. You know, oh no, I don't want to feel anxious. I just want to be positive. You're like, okay, what's coming up for me? And you, I believe that you sit in that space for just a little bit and see what's coming up and see if there's any, you know, information that's coming forward for you. And then you're like, okay, how do I want to be right now? You know, and I realize it takes a little bit of thought and practice, but how do I, how do I want to be right now? Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling really anxious. And if you're with a partner, you can say, you know what? I am feeling myself starting to get anxious right now. So give me a minute and let me think about that. And as you start to develop a language around that, you know, your partner can say to you too, okay, I'm, you know, I'm feeling, you know, kind of anxious or I think you're feeling anxious right now. And then you say, okay, how do I want to show up? Hmm, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. I want to be present. Let's talk about this, whatever it is that you're causing you to feel anxious. A lot of times it's not getting a return text or it can be something so little, but then you develop a new way of being so that you and your partner can support each other. Or, you know, when you're by yourself, it's like, okay, how do I want to show up? And you start to take steps. It's like baby steps to show up differently. And you will start to see the fabric of your relationships becoming healthier. You know, and, and it's interesting how one person in a, in a dynamic or in a system, whether that's with a child or in a relationship or with a sibling or a parent, um, changes and it changes the fabric of relationships. So coming back to what can we do about it? I think A, awareness. And I think B, you know, when you start to feel these things coming up, you know, I also like the idea of you know, this isn't the time for me to work on this right now. I need to be really present with whomever. So I'm going to put it in a box and set it over here. And I'll think about it a little more tonight. Right now, I want to sit down with my daughter on the floor and play. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to set this aside knowing that I'm going to come back to it. Or you have it in a journal and you write it down. Because otherwise, if you don't tell your mind, if you don't have a placeholder for it, that's when the ruminating thoughts occur. And you keep, and it keeps kind of haunting you. So you have a place, you put it aside, and then sometime you come back and you, you know, you journal about it, you think about it, you work with a coach or a therapist to kind of help you move through that. But I think this, the power of deciding is very potent. And the people I work with, I talk about the difference between an I'll try and a commitment. I'll try gives you wiggle room, you know, oh, I'm going to try, I'll, I'll try to be there by five. Yeah, mm -mm. 
But it's like, okay, I'm committing. I will be there by five. And if something happens where, you know, I just can't, I will let you know ahead of time. So it's also, I think the power of presence is also being in that space of integrity with yourself first, because how often do we not show up fully for the things that are important to us? Sometimes, you know, we can tend to be people pleasers and show up for everyone else. And anyway, that's a whole different topic. It won't go down that road. But I think the first is, you know, starting to notice that within yourself, starting to practice being present, and then watching how some of your relationships shift. And then I'd love to hear from you. And then I have another thought about when you get triggered. So much there. I'm, I'm taking know, all, all kinds of notes. <laughs> no, no, it, it's great. I love I'll try verse commitment. And it kind of triggered this idea in me. I was a college basketball player and been an athlete my whole life. And we talk a lot about commitment, like in that sense, or or maybe someone listening with work, right? Committed to work. And I think I personally, and then I think I can't speak for everyone out there, but I know my circumstance is not unique, that we might not take that same external commitment to finishing a project, showing up at work, you know, completing a race as we do to our personal development as we're talking about. And I think I sometimes will say, I'll try, like I'm in between sometimes. And and I think that's okay. And I have to allow that space, but really framing it as a commitment to ourselves and then to our partner or our friends or our family is really valuable. And I, and I want to do a better job of reminding myself of that commitment, because I think that's important. That's the foundation of our lives, uh, our work, our careers and and whatever we're doing are important, but not as important as being with ourselves and in our close relationships. So I think that I just want to emphasize I'll try versus full commitment. You know what? I love it. And it doesn't mean that you can't ever say I'll try, but I think that when you are with somebody, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, you're with a person to say, I'll try you distinguish in your language. So, you know, that you've got the language of an I'll try means, you know what? I'm not fully committed, but you know, I I get, it's important to you and I'm going to see if I can work it out. As long as that's the language that you have between you, that's awesome. And when you say a commitment is a line in the sand, I think it it's powerful and it's empowering. And as you said, too, coming back to, I think the people we short the most quite often are relationships, but and ourselves, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz has this book many people have heard of, I'm sure, called The Four Agreements. And, and one of those is to be impeccable with your word. That doesn't mean perfect. It means be honoring. When you give your word, to me, the way I see it is respect your word. Respect your word to yourself and respect your word to your children. Respect the word, your word to your friends, to your relational partners, and, and to whoever you give your word to. And I think what that tends to do, Chase, is that also uplevels our self-esteem. We start to feel better about ourselves when we're in integrity with our word. And and I think that also supports the idea of presence too, because I think that that allows you to consider, you know, the whole relationship and 
place it in high regard, you know? And I think that that it shifts when one person makes a shift like that, it tends to shift the dynamic, as I said earlier, of the relationship. And I think in in very powerful way. I love that point. And I've talked about it on the show in the past that we don't need our partner, nor should we be asking our partner to change. We can communicate with our partner, but the power is the realization that the change you want in your life, in your relationship starts with you. And so a lot of people listening, I imagine some are listening with their partner, but a lot are probably listening individually. And they're they're hearing these things they're like, yeah, I want to do it, but my partner's not doing this or they're not showing up. Certainly those are important conversations that can be had, but I think the beauty of this idea is that we can take it into our own hands and be the first to act in that in doing so, just through our actions, a lot of times our partner will change because of that positive energy, because of changing the dynamic. If you're in a negative cycle and you keep being negative, guess what? It's going to be negative. But if you turn it into something positive, you communicate differently. Even if your partner is not, they they might keep banging their head against the wall or they might go, huh, this is different and things start to change. I love it, Chase, and I 100% agree. Somebody has to take the lead in the dance. You know, so often people come to me and it's like, oh, this is going on and can you help my partner? You know, they come in with the idea of helping the partner. And then, you know, I believe in 100% responsibility on both sides. You know, it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. And and it is a learning process, as you said earlier. You know, the commitment to learning and self-growth for me I believe in lifelong learning. You know, I don't care if you're a little kid or if you're 102, you know, there's always something to learn. And when you can start to to bring that into, again, that relational mind and the fabric fabric between you, when you take the first step, this is important. I am going to read this book. I'm learning these things. And can we sit down and talk about it? You know, and so often couples will say, we don't know what to talk about. Well, take a book, read it together. Or one of you reads it and says, hey, you know what? I read this book and I'm bringing, you know, there's there's some ideas that really intrigue me. Um, One of the ones I'm reading right now is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And it's very powerful. He talks about if you want to be free, you must accept the pain that's in your heart. It's in there. And what I tell people too, when you open your heart into relationship, which I think is part of being present, you open it to everything that's in there, not just the good stuff. You can't, you know, if you're opening your heart truly, Brene Brown talks about wholeheartedness. It's all of it. And I guarantee you that nothing in this world is going to touch those places, those tender wounded spots inside more readily than being in an intimate relationship with somebody. It just is how it works. So I think both are important. I think the work we do on ourselves and the individual work we do is powerful. And then I think there is a dynamic and a work that we engage in as couples that is so powerful too, because you get touched again, those little wounded places get touched. And on the other side of that wound and that pain, guarantee you is joy. But when we block off the pain and and when people put up walls and they withdraw, you don't have access to the intimacy and the joy that's in there too. Um, 
Yeah. So again, coming back to presence, I think it's all part of it. It's it's that wholehearted way of being. And as you said too, you struggle with it. Great. That means you're learning and that means you're taking steps. And that means that something is going on or, or, or there's something inside of you that maybe wants to do this more. Desire and longing is so important. And so when you're present with that too, and you can own it first inside of yourself and then in conversations maybe you have with other people, it starts to get easier. It starts to unlock things. You know, and as long as you're, we try to not be afraid or, or even if you're fear, you know, Susan Jeffers said, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. That was a book that came out, I think in the late eighties. Um, you can be afraid. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But then what do you do? Sit in it, befriend it, uh, ask it what it has to teach you or show you and open up into it. You know, and I believe that there's something very spiritual about that too. And I'm talking religion. I'm talking about that sense of inner connection we have with our own inner wisdom. You know, I believe there's an inner wisdom and there's a wisdom that is larger than us. And I don't care what religious background someone comes to or even no religious background. You know, it's it's that idea that there is this part of us that is wise. And the more we can clear out those rocks that we carry in our backpack, the more we can be present to our own wisdom and the more natural it begins to become. I love that. And I think we've set a great foundation for the importance of presence and how to be present. I want to talk a little bit about showing up in the relationship and how we show up, what that means to you and, and when you're working with clients and, and how we can do it better. I love that question. And I'm going to go back to something you referenced earlier about showing up, and that is sports. So somebody who is really involved in a sport, and let's take basketball, for example. When you show up, you are really paying attention and present with the dynamic of what is going on in the moment. You are paying attention to, you know, the entire game and your focus is on, you know, the ball, the player scoring, guarding, whatever your role is. And sometimes it's a multiple, you know, sometimes you're playing multiple roles, but the thing about showing up is you are showing up to whatever is going to occur. You're showing up, you're being present to the unpredictability you know, you're playing a sports game and you don't know what's going to happen next. You're in a relationship and you really don't totally know what's going to happen next. But when you bring your whole self to the table, as you know, in the same way as you do, you know, engaging in sports, I think that's what we're looking for. Sports are important. You want to win, you know, and when you and, and have a good game, of course, sportsmanship and all that too. But, you know, your idea is, you know, you got your eye on the prize, if you will. And I think when you view your relational partner as that prize too, and, and putting effort into it, you know, doing well in sports takes practice. You don't just jump out there on the field, even if you're really good, you know. I, and, you know, sports figures spend a lot of time in practice. So I think it's being willing to practice being willing to try new things, being willing to read a book, talking to your partner about your intention. You know, it's my intention to really be here for you. And, you know, you take, you check in and you, you know, say, how am I doing? 
it's like when you're working with a coach, for example, in sports, you know, your coach is going to give you feedback. It's not just like you go out there and make it work. It's like, well, let's let's tweak this a little bit or why don't you let's practice this shot or, you know, kind of why don't you dribble this way? Be careful not to use two hands. And, and, and I think that when a couple can engage in that practicing with each other, it really helps, you know, in the relationship and, and it involves a commitment to both people showing up and, and giving it their all. And, and so that is true in life. You know, like you said, you're with your six-year-old daughter. You know, when when she's with you, you show up and that means that you're in that space with her. And, you know, if you can, you, you know, you shut off your cell phone and, and, and the other distractions. And I think showing up is prioritizing and it's present. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at hero.co. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 
per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I love that metaphor. And I love that you chose basketball because I played oh, basketball and, and yeah, it, it's such a great metaphor because we practice a lot mm-hmm. and the goal is to improve and to go for the win. But as I mentioned earlier, a lot of times we don't do that on our personal work, on our relationship work. And I'm, I'm talking about for myself and I'm, I think I'm someone who's very interested in learning more about myself and ways I can improve my relationships, but it takes real effort. And if I think about to continue with this idea of with sports is, yeah, I'd wake up at five in the morning and go practice before high school, you know, for a couple hours and after school, I'd go again and I, and I loved it. And it was a bit more joyous (laughs) and, and interesting than, than diving into the depths of our soul and, and (laughs) looking at the ugly things that we don't, really want to confront, but ultimately they're going to be there. They're going to affect us. And it's really our life's work to dive into those things. And the reward is the win, is a better relationship with ourselves, a better relationship with our partners, friends, family, kids. And I just really encourage people to take that step. And, and I love the, the framing as someone who was an athlete of like, all right, if I was going and I wanted to make the high school team, I would have a certain level of commitment, focus, presence, and work into doing that and to take that same thing into relationships. Obviously, you don't want to be too hard on yourself. You don't want to go crazy with trying to do it because I think from personal experience, you can over-focus on it, over-focus on the relationship and self-improvement. I'm saying that, I guess, personally, but I, I know others might struggle with that too, but it's such a, a great way to frame it. Love it. And I love what I love the, I, I can hear the passion in your voice as you talk about basketball. And it doesn't mean that you 100% focus on that other person. You have to be careful that you're also showing up, like like for you as a man, that you're showing up in that masculine essence and your strength. And, and sometimes, you know what? We're afraid to say no sometimes. And, and saying no or not yet, or I, I can't, you know, this doesn't work for me is so important. And so it's also showing up and taking care of yourself and the other person. You know, if I think about basketball, you practice individually and you practice as a team. And your individual skills feed into the, the the team. And and I think that you have to, in relationship, take care of yourself and take care of the relationship. 
And and it's so critical because we can get so caught up in, like I said before, that people pleasing and people pleasing is a little bit about control when you're doing everything for, you know, you keep focusing on the other person. There is part of you that there's an expectation that you set up a guarantee somewhere in your brain that I'm doing this for them, but it's like, okay, I'm going to get that back too. You may not consciously think of that, but there's an element of that too. And when you quit taking care of yourself, it, all, it, it has a negative impact on the relationship. You know, I tell people, what are you doing for you? Oh, I just want to be with them. Well, you know what? The more time you take to develop you as a person, the more intrigue and interest and curiosity also you cultivate in the relationship. And I think that's so important. And I want to mention one other thing. I think it's really important to acknowledge effort. You know, within yourself and within your relationship. Like we have this idea, like I want to be here. I want to have this awesome relationship or whatever the thing is. I want to be this basketball star. Well, that means you're not going to do it perfectly. And you've got to have some room to fail because we learn from the things that we quote unquote fail at because it's just one more way of learning what to do and what not to do. Or that didn't quite work. And when you're with a partner or with a child, you know, it's acknowledging their effort. They want to be, they want to know how to ride their bike. Okay. And then, you know, to ride, remember myself and my dad and what a chore that was, but you know, you reward the effort. Wow. You actually, for a moment, I let go and you were riding by yourself. Okay. Then you fell. That's okay. But you actually, you did this not, Oh, great. You can totally ride your bike. Now you got it. But when we reward the effort, it's encouraging and it and it's inspiring someone to keep going and to keep going through, you know, the missteps or the not quite yet's. Um, and I think that's a really important thing as you are, you know, opening up to showing up. It's, it's a shared space that that you can share with with a partner. Does how does that sound to you? I love it, and I'm definitely charged up by this conversation and and these ideas and linking it back to my basketball days. But yeah, whatever you need to do to get motivated, because it is hard work, it, and it doesn't stop, and it can be incredibly frustrating. Especially maybe someone listening, their partner is not all that into it, or their partner receives them with a bit of negativity, and and that could be demoralizing. But hang in there and go for that win, and. I think it, it's so important, the things that we've covered today, Dr. Jeannie, and, and I love it. And I could talk to you for another hour or two or three. I'm all caffeinated and, and excited right now about our <laughs> it's conversation. The it's the, I'm going to blame it on the caffeine. I, it's afternoon when I'm recording. So I got the, the afternoon jolt of my coffee. But I really enjoyed this conversation, Dr. Jeannie. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you where our listeners can find you online, if there's anything you want to leave with them. And I also want to mention one thing, a resource that, that you got me thinking about, and then we'll say goodbye. <laughs> Let me mention the resource first. You mentioned if you don't know what to talk about with your partner, read a book or, or something like that. But I just did, and I had done it before, but it was a quite popular New York Times article based on um, psychology research. And I'm sure you've heard of this, but it's titled like the 36 questions to fall in love. And it, it sounds a bit like clickbait, but it's really mm -hmm. uh, based on research. And it's a series of questions to get to know someone better, but also can be great just 
conversation starters or, or different way to get to know your partner. So I highly encourage listeners to check that out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, have you heard of those 36 questions? I have not, but I love it. I wrote that down to make notes for myself. I'm always looking for resource. And there's this card. There are these cards that are very similar that unfortunately I don't have in here. I gave them to a client to try out. But it's the same thing. You pull a card and you ask questions. And I think something, I love the 36 questions. So absolutely, I'm looking forward to getting your link on that too. Awesome. And and I think that's what it's about too. It's like, oh, okay, let's try this. Or, you know, even in my field, it's like, oh, that's interesting. We it's to keep it alive, it's to bring other things that you're curious about or that you've heard of. And I think that's great. I think that's great. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's great with your partner, friends, family, just really good prompts. Awesome. Awesome. So regarding me. My website is livingandlovingcourageously.com or even just lovingcourageously.com. I'm a URL-aholic, so I have lots of them. And, you know, if someone goes onto the site, I have a download for them, which is an ebook, which is the 10 things you can do today to strengthen your relationship. And they're just mindset shifts, like, you know, setting an intention, you know, honoring your friendships. And, they, and it really walks you through some ideas that you can take in, to strengthen your relationship and strengthen your relationship with yourself. Um, so people can get a hold of me that way. My email is um, drgeniemichelle at gmail.com, which is long and it's D-R-J-E-A-N-N-E-M-I-C-H-E-L-E at gmail and anyone that wants to reach out that way as well. So I, I'm happy to answer any questions or if anyone has any curiosities, I love I love what I do too. And I love having conversations with people about love and up-leveling their life and their relationship. Awesome, Dr. Jeannie. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge on today's show. We'll put the links to all that in the show notes and on the website at idopodcast.com. And again, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Chase. It's been fun. You're, you're a great interviewer and I love the going back and forth. I love your sense of aliveness. So thank you. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner. 
or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com